Shalom, and thank you for listening to sermons from Tikvat Israel, a Messianic synagogue in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. Listening to the podcast is great, but if you want the full experience, please join us on Zoom or in the building Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for our worship service. For the Zoom link, please contact tikvatdirector at gmail.com or contact us on our website, tikvatisrael.com. There you can also support the ministry, learn more about Messianic Judaism, and find helpful resources. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His Word. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. It's good to be back up here. I'm, it's, I'm so blessed that Rabbi chose me to do today's uh, sermon, so I hope you are blessed by it. Amen. What are we going to do in 2022? I think today is a day to build. And I have three points. Number one, when they built it, he will come. Number two, they built it and he came. And number three, when we build it, he will come. Let's start with point number one. When they built it, he will come. In today's Parsha, Exodus 25, and following Chuma, meaning offering, Moshe is in the presence of Adonai for his 40-day and 40-night stay, where Adonai gives him specific instructions to take an offering for the items that are going to be used and how to construct the tabernacle so he can dwell with the people of Israel. So let's take a look at it. This is Exodus 25. Adonai spoke to Moses saying, tell B'nai Yisrael to take up an offering for me. From anyone whose heart compels him, you are to take my offering. There are the contributions these are the contributions which you are to receive from them. Gold, silver, and bronze. Blue, purple, and scarlet cloth. Fine linen and goat hair. Ram skins dyed red. Seal skins, Arcadia wood. Oil for the light. Spices for the anointing oil. And for the sweet incense onyx stones and setting stones for the ephod and for the breastplate. Have them make a sanctuary for me so that I may dwell among them. You are to make it all precisely according to everything that I show you. The pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the furnishings within. Just so you must make it. Just a quick question. Where did they get all these items that Adonai is asking for them to use as an offering to create the tent of meeting? Anybody know? That's right, that's right. The items they took from them from when they left Egypt. Remember, Pharaoh told them to go and take everything with them when they leave. So these were the spoils of Egypt that they were giving back 
to Adonai. So Adonai gives Moses a blueprint. He's the architect of the sanctuary. He wants it done in accordance with the list of instructions, a plan of details, the ark itself, which will hold the testimony that Adonai will give them, the Ten Commandments, the atonement cover, and the poles to carry the ark. It is not plain by no means. It's very elaborate, made of Arcadia wood and covered in gold. And on the atonement cover, two cherubim, winged heavenly beings, to guard the ark. This is where Adonai says he will speak to B'nai Yisrael from, between the cherubim above the ark cover. This is what the ark may have looked like. Picture number one. Now wait a minute. Does anybody know where we heard about cherubim before? Ezekiel? Where else? Where were they? They were in the garden. They were guarding the garden. So whoever knew, knew that, they get a tour point. <laughs> All right, but anyway, getting back on track, I thought that would be an interesting point. Thank you, Jason. Next, Adonai lays out a plan on how the tabernacle should look and be built. Something like this. That's the table. And that's made Arcadia wood and gold. And it's got poles on it. He also says in verse 29, let's put that up there. You are also to make dishes, pans, jars, and bowls to pour drink offerings from pure gold. Always set the bread of the presence on the table before me. This kind of remember, you know, kind of brought back a memory of my mother because she said, never come into anyone's house empty-handed. So why would you come into the presence of God without the bread as an offering. So, next was the menorah, which might have looked like this. Then the tongs and censers or fire pans, also of pure gold. Then the curtains and the tent, the framework of the tabernacle, where everything should go, the altar, the courtyard, in all its dimensions, pillars and bases with hangings of linen, etc., etc., etc. Thanks, Jason. Just like any structure to be built, it should have a blueprint. This is the blueprint of the tabernacle, or as I call it, the portable house of the Lord. Let's take a look at that. So as you can see, it's divided into three portions. The outer courtyard, the holy place, and the holy of holies. That's the blueprint. So when it's constructed, it should look something like this. Pretty elaborate. Only the best fraud and I. After all, he's going to be spending time with us. On earth as it is in heaven, 
And something to make note of, when we read about the details that go into the construction of the tabernacle, many of these items have poles of Arcadia wood and specific sections of curtains and boards. Why? To make it portable. So they could take it all down and move it when Adonai tells them to move. So the plan was, when they build it, he will come. Thanks, Jason. Which means, leads me to my second point. They built it, and he came. What about this building right here that we're in right now? Take a look around the sanctuary, which we're sitting. It's beautiful, in my opinion, and a tribute to Adonai. The ark behind me, where we keep the Torah, the artistic stained glass, quality wood all around the sanctuary, the Hebrew behind me and above me on the walls of our sanctuary, the tall ceilings with arches, and the magnificent stained glass windows, and two large stars of David that face the community on the boulevard and on Grove. They shine out to the community. They're a beacon of light to Richmond. This is our home, a beautifully designed building that sits on the corner of Arthur Ashe Boulevard and Grove Avenue, and I may add, at the geographical center of the city of Richmond. There's a reason for that, I believe. Let's take a look at the building from the outside. Jason, that's what we're in. It's beautiful, isn't it? But was it always Tikvat Israel? No. This building has been here a very long time. In fact, it's over 100 years old. The cornerstone was laid in 1915. Once upon a time, this building was but somebody's dream. It was a blueprint in some architect's mind, put down on paper. A tall and wide structure unlike any other building in the city of Richmond, with a strong foundation and an equally strong faith history worth noting. 2715 Grove Avenue started out as the home of Grace Street Baptist Church in 1923, which changed its name to Grace Baptist Church in 1925. And they remained there, right here, till 1946, when the building was closed because of a fire. In 1947, the building was renovated and reopened, became the home of Knesset Beth Israel, an Orthodox synagogue. And I think we have somebody sitting here today that was actually bar mitzvahed in that building. Right, Willie? Yes. It's great how it comes back. It's great. Those folks occupied this space through the 1970s. The building had another fire and was closed down for a long time. 
until Tikvot Israel congregation under the leadership of the founding rabbi, Rabbi Jamie Cowan, who now resides in Israel, purchased this old synagogue building in 1990, and we view its unique Jewish-Christian history as in many ways reflective of our identity as a synagogue that brings together Judaism and the faith in Yeshua. Thanks, Jace. This building is a miracle. It's a miracle it's standing today. And it had its own Hanukkah miracle. An empty oil tank in the dead of winter, no heat, furnace was not working, cold day in December. Then one day, miraculously, the tank was full. And there was heat, but there was never a delivery made to this building. Why is that? It was a miracle. Yes, this is a special place. I have been to several synagogues in my life, and I know it is special because it felt like no other synagogue I've ever been in when Bonnie and I arrived here in 2009. There was the Spirit of God flowing through this sanctuary and throughout the building and throughout all those present. The liturgy, the music, the dance, all touched my soul. That feeling is still here. They built it and he came. That brings me to my final point. When we build it, he will come. There was no celebration on New Year's Eve this time for Bonnie and I. Bonnie spent the entire day waiting and either in line or in our car to get tested for the virus. Yeah, she was showing some symptoms and I urged her to go see the doctor. And I'll admit, I was a little surprised when after eight hours of waiting and getting looked at and waiting and getting looked at and waiting, she got back in the car and said, well, we're not going anywhere for a while. <laughs> we started a two-week staycation quarantined at home. Even though I still had to work from home, oh well, had to make money. But I hadn't gotten tested yet. New Year's Day, the symptoms started with me, and a few days later, I was able to get tested with the same results. I thought to myself, Lord, we were doing so well. And the question, maybe I did something wrong, or maybe I was being too risky, or maybe I let my guard down. But I stopped and I thanked Hashem. We were not serious enough to be hospitalized. And I believe that is because of the precautions we did take. And we are also thankful for the knowledge and the skills that Hashem gave those that helped create the vaccines that help us fight off this virus.
that has claimed so many lives. I believe that because of that and because of him, we are healed. Baruch Hashem. People are not God, but God anoints and uses people to do his work to help others. I was reminded of, uh, it was kind of an old joke or story, and I'm sure you've probably heard of it before. There was a guy who was in his house, and the floodwaters were coming around, and another guy shows up in a big pickup truck and says, hey, come on, man, get in the truck. Come to safety. Man says, no, that's okay. I'm waiting for the Lord. The waters kept rising, and now they're up to the second story of his house. Along comes a boat. Guy tells the man, hey, come on and get in the boat and come to safety. Again, he refuses and says, no thanks. I'm waiting on the Lord. He will save me. Suit yourself, the guy says, and off he went. Water keeps rising up to the roof. And along comes a helicopter. Guy throws down a rope to the man on the roof and says, Hey, grab the rope and climb up. He says, No, that's okay. I'll be all right. I'm waiting on the Lord to, to save me. Shocked, surprised, says, Okay, suit yourself. They fly away. The waters overtake him and he drowns. He goes up before Hashem, and he says, Lord, why didn't, you, why didn't you save me? God looks at him and says, send you a truck, I sent you a boat, and I sent you a helicopter. What else did you want me to do? Oy, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. So, during these past weeks, I've been thinking about what God has given me. What am I going to do with it? How am I going to use it? And when I read this week's Parsha about the building of his tabernacle, it came to me. I said, that's it. I am going to build. A while back, when I was asked to do this sermon, I had no idea what it was going to be and what I was going to talk about. But I think he did. Our mission at Tikvot Israel Messianic Synagogue at the corner of Grove and Arthur Ashe Boulevard is to build a congregation for Yeshua within the Jewish Richmond Jewish community. And our vision is to bridge and restore relationships between Yeshua, the Jewish people, and the nations. We are to be relational builders. Remember that, relational builders. We are to help people. God has given us his blueprint. This house God has given us the instructions 
his Torah, his brief Kaddishah, his word. God has given us the tools, us. All you hear in this place and at home, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, you are his tools. I heard something about a Build Back Better plan, but I got a Build God Better plan. Let's get with that plan. Let's get on a mission. Starting with truly love your neighbor as yourself. Putting yourself in your neighbor's shoes. And if your neighbor doesn't have any shoes, give him a pair of yours. I'm sure there's a pair of two in your closet that you don't even wear anymore. I know I have some. My wife's shaking her head. <laughs> Put others first. You'll realize when you help someone and show you care, what comes back is worth more than gold on an Arcadia wood pole. Be a listener. People might say they're okay, or they don't need anything. That usually means something else. And if you can't give them anything, just be there and love them. Make time to reach out to that person you haven't in a while, just to say you're thinking about them. Because you don't know how much time you do have. Give forgiveness to others that have hurt you. The hurt may or may not be intentional. Forgive them anyway. Look for the good in every person you meet. Not just the things about them that might bother you. Because guess what? There might be something about you that bothers them. So what? Make every day count. Do at least one good deed each day. And I don't mean just for someone you know or like. Remember the stranger, the widow, the orphan, because you could be one of these. Fellowship and grow our community. Build those relationships. Participate in our events, both in person, and we have that. We have our Zoom. Like last week, because of the weather, we still had a service. We were together online. Baruch Hashem for that too. Most of all, make Yeshua the center of your life. Cling to him. Keep him in your heart. Use him. Share him. No matter what you're going through, he can lift you out of it. But you have to let him. Folks, I'll say this in conclusion. The world around us is oh so broken. There is so much work to be done, but together we can make a difference. So, 
What are we going to do in 2022? If we build it, he will come. Shabbat Shalom.